I did that and realized right away, like the, the, the acting teachers had no idea what they were talking about. Cause uh, one of them, this is my favorite advice. I swear to God, this is real. His name was Pete. I won't say his last name, but he was an acting coach who instructed me to feel the emotion from my butt. Welcome and thank you for listening to Almost Almost Famous, the podcast where actors, writers, comedians talk about the ups and downs, ebbs and flows of working towards making this crazy biz and how they're almost almost famous. I'm your host, Daniel Acker. Today's guest is starting a new girl, Dr. Ken, The Good Place, Superstore, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's none other than the incredible Marcus Ray. Hey, applause. <laughs> yeah, applause break. Everybody while they're listening are just going to be clapping profusely as they What's should up, be. Not much. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, just start jumping right into it. Why, like, acting? What what brought you kind of out to L.A.? Were you always performing and acting and everything as a kid, or was this a later-in-life kind of realization? It was a, a later-in-life realization. I think it was always there. Um, actually, I know it was always there. I was always, like, performing for my teachers or uh class clowning Mm -hmm. but uh but I was a good student I liked I liked getting good grades I was a good boy (laughs) and and uh and then something happened around like a junior year in high school where I was like making jokes is funny and it's better (laughs) better than this (laughs) this GPA (laughs) nobody kicks my ass for this GPA but they love to laugh yeah let me get let me get going on this and then uh, I went into college with a communications degree thinking I was going to do like sports casting mm-hmm. and then just it allowed me more time to goof off and uh, kind of spread my wings in comedy and I did an open mic and that was the rat. Very nice. Uh, so wait with the uh, why sports casting like if, if you if you went that path would you be like prefer to be like basketball football cricket what are we talking about. All right so we're gonna get deep now. Yes, please. I was I was an athlete. I used to play sports a lot, and I was I was best at soccer. But my passion was basketball, and my five foot five or five foot two frame back then was like not getting any love in the basketball court. So it was like, all right, let's do some soccer. And I was I was pretty good, but never like elite. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just love sports, and so like. I was like, what do I love to do? Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll venture down the sports kind of in front of a camera thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think subconsciously, I was just make, inching my way towards the stage and the microphone and, you know, that thing. Wow. But it would have been, I would have been a basketball analyst. Okay. Uh, do, you still, yeah. do you still love to watch and still love to? Oh, man, I'm in it. I'm okay, in it. What's, your, what's your team? I'm an LA dude. So uh, Dodgers, Lakers, and then Niners. Niners, oh. Rams were trying to, you know, they're goofing off. I don't know if I want to be St. Louis or Los Angeles, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Yeah, so. pick, pick a side. <laughs> pick a side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you grew up in in LA, where you? I, I grew up in Bakersfield, California. Okay. Um, not too far away from LA, so that was kind of our de facto, you know, city for sports mm. teams and. Uh, I think Niners, the 49ers kind of became the football team because of, you know, we're kind of in the middle of San Francisco and LA and the Rams were goofing off, like I said. Yeah. 
you haven't come over to the Rams side yet now that they my are whole, my whole family is Rams uh, okay but... you're you're holding holding true to the to the Niners <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a pride thing now is just like <laughs> yeah it's like uh well you guys won the super bowl but so i'm not coming over now yeah now it seems like just you know just <laughs> yeah. jumping on the bandwagon here i did I'll, i will say this i proposed to my brothers uh and my family hey when the rams were coming back hey the chargers are moving to la i like the 49ers you like the rams why don't we all ditch our teams and go to be a chargers fan and unanimously, it was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> they were not having that. My aunts uh, just attacking me with curse words. And yeah. <laughs> you presented your case and they were I fine. did. I had, a, I had the Bob Marker, Bob Barker <laughs> mic and everything. Yeah. Um, so you, you came out, you did stand-up, you did communication. Uh, and you've also, you're also a very accomplished improviser. Is there one you gravitate towards more? You prefer between improv and stand-up or... I guess, I guess improv, I, no, probably sketch the most. Okay. Sketch with, uh, but the way I do sketch, which is like very <laughs> loose, like, I, AKA I didn't finish writing it in time. So let's, <laughs> let's rely on our improv skills. <laughs> but uh, yeah, probably that. Stand up is a, is a beast that just, I, uh, I get, I get sad <laughs> when I don't do good and, you know, mm-hmm. for like sketch and improv, I could like shake it off and go, well, I, didn't, I just made it up. Right. I just made it up. Right. And there's a little bit of the safety net of, of the other people around and the stage and like, right. You know, it's kind of a team sport. So it's like, okay, yeah, we all didn't do so great. We're all in this and stand up. It's like, I did not do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 More of a team player. I like to say, yeah, I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like the, the jeers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any particular uh like stand-up shows open mics or anything that stand out in the in the sense of like oh this was not a not a good one but a, like a learning learning moment oh man i the ones i as you asked that the ones i remember the most are the ones where it was like one two people in the audience i feel like those were the ones that like because when it happens you go oh shit the, why are we doing this like there's nobody here there's that one person in the audience is somebody that came with somebody in the group or uh it's like a, you know bar back that's just taking a break yeah but those were the ones that made me go uh i want I, I just want to i just want to be on stage i just want to make people laugh i want to make myself laugh and then you find that that niche of yours and that itch to scratch and you just kind of do your own thing and those are the ones where I remember the most, even though they were shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've done plenty of stand-up and improv shows where you just get excited if there's more people in the audience than than your improv team. You're yeah. like, you're like, okay, there's four of us, and there's five people out there. Three of them are are significant others, but we'll still, they're still yeah. people. Yeah. And yeah, like there is something strange because you, it, especially when you do a show, a stand-up show, and there's like two people or three people out there, and you just kind of want to be like how's everyone doing like is everyone okay (laughs) (laughs) do do i even need the mic right now can we just hey yeah what's going (laughs) yeah like there's no there's no curtains anymore you you want us to take this curtain down so you can see what's going on back here yeah you want to hop up while just sit in the circle (laughs) on the stage i will Uh, say though i i i appreciate it now like when we're in it it takes me like a good month if that happened it takes me a month to recover from 
the fact that there was only one person in the audience and and I worked very hard to, to put a show together. Yeah, because there is nothing like, especially like I feel with stand-up, it's like you're crafting an act. You're like, you get in your set, you have a whole thing. And then when there's like, just like barely anyone in the audience, it starts to feel, you start to get very self-conscious because you're like, hey, yes. all right, you're doing a whole thing where it's like improv, you can, you can easily adjust and be like, all right, hey, okay, it's going to be a looser, you know, more yep. intimate show. But stand-up, it's like, sometimes you're like, I want to get through my set, but like, I'm literally looking in the eyes of the only other person here. <laughs> and they're not, they're not having a good time. Yeah, because they can see my eyes and they can yeah, see what's like, going on there. <laughs> just the panic. Uh, I guess what made you specifically focus on, on comedy and not so much drama or, I guess, musicals? I think it was a connection with my pops. Uh, my dad and I would uh, stay up late watching Saturday Night Live or um, old Eddie Murphy stand-up. You know, it was just a, it was a thing that was kind of our pastime. And then uh, I think I definitely was the, the class clown in the family. So then it was like making my dad laugh. And then as I got older, I was like, hey, I could do this. This guy up here is shitty. I can see in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> He's scared shitless. <laughs> I'm I'm one of two people in the audience. I know. <laughs> right. Right. I can do this. Yeah. Uh so who were some of your influences growing up? Just if you're watching a, a clearly Eddie Murphy and Right. Um big one was Andy Kaufman. I found mm, yeah. I found him later in in life and uh no, that's not true. I found him pretty pretty early but it was because of my dad you know my dad was a fan of taxi so i didn't connect that he was a genius until later right uh, yes he's just this hilarious kind of strange foreigner yeah. character and he's very funny and then you realize and i think you know andy coffin for you is such a perfect fit because for people that know marcus he is really great at at fucking with people <laughs> he's, oh man he's just like it's, it's <laughs> Some of the most just thank genu- you. Yes, truly, truly. It's a compliment. Genuinely straight faced. Like, like so many moments where I have people who be like, oh, I was talking to Marcus and he said, like, you know, he said this thing, and I have to go, like, I don't think yeah. that's true. Yeah. 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 Like it's just like like I forget who I was talking to years and years ago. You were like at a wedding with some friends, and they're like, Yeah, he would just say, like, hey, they need us there. They need us at the at the chapel right now. And it was like, you know, like yeah. eleven and the wedding started at five. So we all quickly got ready and went there empty, uh, <laughs> you know, things like that. And you were yeah. just like back in your room laughing. Like you don't even see yeah. the result of it. You're just like, I know. It's no, happening. no, no, no. That's my jam. That's my jam. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite is like big group get to get like a, uh, my buddy, I was in my buddy's wedding and we had to do photo shoot, you know, just the whole yeah. wedding process. And my, my bit for the whole day without re- uh, revealing that it was a bit, was that there's sandwiches, also lobsters. You know, they have crab legs waiting for us. So once we get done, there's gonna be food, just nonstop food. And just watching people's faces going up as they're asking the staff, hey, where's the lobster? Where's the, where's the crab leg? Yeah. That's my jam. That's my jam, man. That's such a good bit. Especially because you can start it off with like, man, I'm coming hungry to this. Cause you know, like they're yeah. gonna have so everyone else is just like waiting <laughs> for this feast. Especially like when I would rejoin the group, like I'd take a restroom break, I go, Oh my god, that sandwich is so good. And then uh, just keep on going. Just keep on going to take a picture. 
everybody's <laughs> like you guys tried you tried it like right like have you guys had it because mm. these cooks are mm. next level all right let's mm. take a couple of photos what do we want we want groomsmen what, what do we do? <laughs> yeah yeah somebody get that lobster roll before it goes bad yeah <laughs> it's in the sun um <laughs> <laughs> also like i'll have like old sketch team members from you know years past go We'll, we'll meet up and we'll have mutual friends and we're talking like oh well marcus is a dancer marcus knows how about, about that because he was a dancer and i go no i'm not and then they'll tell me a lie that i told them and be like 10 years they thought about it that i was a, a street dancer on third street promenade that's how i made my living as an actor <laughs> oh my god that's incredible keeps going because I think here's here's the thing that I've always enjoyed about your ability to do this. They're not far-fetched. They're not yeah, like, they're not large, crazy lies that you really try to sell. They're all the hint of believable and that's all you need. <laughs> and you just go, I would buy it. If, if someone was just like, oh, Mark is actually like a really good dancer. You danced at third street. I would probably be like, I could see that. It's not crazy. Like, not it's not something- anybody. Yeah, anybody in this anybody. business <laughs> could be, or, in, or not in this business. Yes, you exactly. Third, it's you anybody. Promenade. You're gonna find some people that you go, oh, oh man. Do you have for yourself a, a definition of success? I used to have lots of definitions of it, but I think uh, in this crazy thing that we are doing with our lives, I think as long as you're just in it and doing it you're that's success man uh finding finding ways to get paid for it that's just like the the stuff that needs to happen so i can feed my kids but mm -hmm. but yeah i think i think it's it used to be like a, a number like a figure i was like when i'm making 20 million dollars a movie i'm i made it yeah. but but yeah that didn't <laughs> that didn't happen the 20 million a movie didn't happen yet yet yes exactly so, so yeah, just it's just been grinding, and then, and then I think all of us come to that point where we go, "This is really hard. I'm about to give up. What else am I gonna do?" So you start about those alternate options, and I go, "Fuck that, man! I can't, I can't do mm. anything else but this because mm -hmm. I love, I love it so much. Even when I'm when I'm like tanking, or there's one person in the audience, it's still so much fun and love." Yeah, I feel like that is a kind of a separating factor where you go everyone has the thought of like, okay, what else could I do? And I know plenty of people where I'm like, I think they could do plenty of other things. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, oh, really? They don't have a brain and they can't <laughs> do anything else. And this is it, even though this takes, you know, having intelligence, but I think it just hits the core of you go, what, what is my life then? What yeah. do, like, I take this other thing and I can do it, but then am I really benefiting myself, those around me, the world by like, it sounds corny, but sometimes I go like, I think I'm here to make people laugh. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, I, I, you know, if I was here to do something else, I think I'd be doing that. But when I get a laugh or when I'm going for a laugh and I don't get it, I still have the same feeling of like, yes, I'm right where I need to be. Hey man, dude, like, super, it's super corny. I'm super corny. I love, I love those, like, you know, those omen moments where you're like, I'm quitting, I'm done. I, it's it and then something mm -hmm. happens where they where like the universe tells you oh no you why are you quitting you're right there just 
here's a little hummingbird follow it yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like a, a friend asks you to be on a podcast called almost almost famous and you're like you're like yep that all right i'm two steps away okay <laughs> yeah that's what we're going for to... here I guess with this business, I ask a bunch of people, how do you handle the like the lulls? Because there are definitely moments where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm booking, I'm doing something, and that goes away rather quickly, and then you're back into like the dip. Like, how do you personally handle, I guess, the highs and the lows? The highs are, I think, a little bit harder because I, I, I'm uh, an optimistic future looker towards her guy. I, I start counting money and start that I don't have yet you know like uh I start thinking about like oh if this pilot takes off then then we could you know do these types of things and then for the valleys it's a little bit different because I know they're coming and I know from past experience like the first couple of times where you get rejected or like the phone's not ringing for a while um those valleys for me were pretty tough because I was always good at like, like I said, like GPA and, and sports. So if you do A and B, you will equal C success type of thing where this business isn't not so much that. And so I had to learn how to like mm -hmm. uh, tame my emotions. And so what I do now is I, I do a lot of traveling or like kind of like athletic stuff, but, but I especially have kids now. So so they take my mind off of that and I try to I've been trying to teach them like sports and then uh and then for my own personal stuff it's like I got to keep writing I got to keep making stuff uh I just got to keep creating because when when that shrivels up for me I get a little bad Jekyll dude it gets a it gets I get grumpy everybody mm -hmm. can see it and then and then I got to do like a camping trip by myself so I could just decompress <laughs> That's real. That's real stuff, man. <laughs> Sometimes it gets too hard and I, I got to yeah, take a for day sure. for a camping trip by myself. But yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm similar to you with the highs where I'm just kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. so this is forever now. Like we did it nonstop. And then it's like, I, take, I have to go like, it's okay if it's not, you'll get here again. Yeah. Like, you know, just kind of like realizing that there's dips and valleys. And then, yeah, this part finding that peace in the valley and I same thing I just go like yeah I'm I'm doing all the right steps you know what I mean like you start to feel like oh yeah this isn't this isn't set up like like what we learned in school or from you know like yep. you put the reps in and now you're a starter like kind of vibe it's more of just like huh I look at it more of like okay I want to keep creating keep writing everything that I can control on my end I'm gonna like make sure that's all you know, working and doing stuff. And then on the flip side, just kind of like not, not being an asshole, like just being at peace and <laughs> yeah. being pleasant because it's again, but, all you I mean, can I'm control. Sure you ever get into those like uh, ruts where you're like, well, I don't even want to do that. I don't even want to be uh, positive in thinking like, oh, I am funny, even though you know you are, right? You get in those ruts where you're like, I, don't, I just mm -hmm. don't want to deal with anything or talk to anyone. Please tell me you get in those same rounds. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, of course, of course. I think everyone does. What if I was just like, I'm, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Negative self-talk? No, I, I've never, never. Uh, yeah, of course, there's the moments where you're just like, 
I, th- I think it's always when I, I get too far outside of myself. Yeah. Like when I'm, when I'm too focused and worried about any external validation and, and comparing and whatnot, I'll start to be like, well, I guess I, I'm probably just not funny. That's probably what it is. Or I've, I mean, maybe you've had this. I've had most of like, would I be further if I was taller? <laughs> like, in some weird, in a weird way, I'm like, I'm just like, I see like all these like tall guys and I'm just like, they're not that funny or some of them are that funny, but I think it's just like <laughs> society just goes, yeah, we like a tall guy. So we'll, we'll give them. All my life, man. All my life. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the basketball yeah. thing. When I was a kid, I was like, I was just, give me 5'10". You give me 5'10", yeah. I'm dunking on you fools. All of y'all. Yeah, no, it's it's lights out. Same, same. Yeah, it, everything's everything's a mess. It's difficult. It's tough. It's there's the dips can be pretty pretty harsh, pretty long, and unfortunately, we really are in a business where it's just a lot of gatekeepers. And so all I try to do is anytime I get to meet one, I'm just like just be pleasant, be professional, and fingers crossed down the road, I'll I'm just a name they know. You know, like yeah. I can't even I can't even say like oh and then I'll book it and I'll get it be like no I just want to I just want them to call me back in for something I just want to know that like they're like oh yeah that's a person we don't mind seeing like that's what I'm going yeah. for Yeah have you ever uh, I I'm the opposite um oh. I put my I oh, because I put my foot in my mouth a lot like uh and I'm I'm not good with like knowing the names of the biz you know, like I don't know who those gatekeepers are so when I'm in a conversation with one of them, I'm not aware of it. And then later, some a friend will tell me, like, hey, you know, that, that was the head of Sony diversity. And I'm like, oh, dude, I was making so many bad jokes. <laughs> I, wish I, <laughs> I wish I would have known that. Uh, yeah, you're over there being like, oh, Sony sucks these years. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> Man, I've done that so many times, like, with, like, my own reps. Like, I'll, they'll be like, what are you watching? What, what are you into right now? Are you watching this show? And I go, oh, not that one. That one sucks. And they, I find out they're like, they're like repping all of them and or EPing on it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do that all the time, man. I don't know how I'm still oh, alive man. in this business. <laughs> I guess that's a testament to how how good you are. They're like, hey, he really he shits all over everything we do, oh, but he's just so, so talented. It, it could also be, you know, like those assholes that are untalented. You that you see that we both know that are in our circles there you go how's this guy still in it he's an asshole that's that's probably me what they look at you know yeah they're like oh i guess must do something right Um, do you have do you have times where you felt like you've quote unquote like made it or you've hit personal milestones yeah for sure for sure i i think if i didn't feel that way i would have quit um okay even even if they're like little ones yeah yeah like each year not like resolutions or anything i'll just go you know this year i want to get on a good show like a show that people watch just get get my face on there again and mm-hmm. and it'll happen it'll somehow happen that's great uh a lot of a lot of shit talk. It, it takes a lot of shit talking to get to star in one of those shows <laughs> yeah you really you gotta, gotta you gotta raise <laughs> you gotta raise that bar no but even if it's yeah. like a, a bit part like let's say like 10 years ago I had this I wanted to be like on a show like The Office I remember saying I want to be on like The Office and instead I got on like a spinoff 
it was right before community and it didn't go anywhere but i was like oh it was with the same people and i was like oh i, I just wasn't more i need to be more specific because i said like the office <laughs> so i got yeah. on the office okay and then the next year i was like well now i want to be on a hit show on a network and then you know i booked something like that and then i use that as my omen <laughs> to be like right I, hey i hit this milestone so i could keep another six years in the tank <laughs> yeah exactly gives you a lot of mileage <laughs> gotta keep pushing uh, that deadline if i don't make it by yeah well, seven man i'm out of this business <laughs> right <laughs> what was it like uh getting because if you haven't seen marcus has a really nice uh kind of character and character arc in the latest season of curb your enthusiasm oh, yeah. how was that that process that was fun that was a lot of fun i had um worked with a director uh on the league he was doing the league and he had remembered me from like a live show and him and his wife were like uh we love your stuff and you know how everybody's polite and so i was like okay great thank you thank you and they actually really loved it so they kept bringing me in for more and more stuff and finally uh they brought me in for curb and my favorite audition ever because it's like no script and they I didn't know it at the time but Larry was our room for you know the first audition usually it's on like callbacks and stuff but uh yeah he was on he was in the room for the first audition and they were like just improvise this scene with him and I did it and it was a scene that I didn't even get the part for but just the just the fun and I think they saw in me being able to like fuck with Larry so that was that was a that was a cool little cool little role to play with and they just kept expanding they kept like i did i think i did a season before where i was a different character and they uh they brought me back in for for this little run very nice yeah 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 that's awesome it was it was fun uh especially since you know me and you like to play in that improv world when when somebody tells you oh do what you want on this take that's Mm -hmm. that's money man it's truly it's like it's heaven because you're like okay we did it we got it we got what we needed yeah and then your brain is like i'm gonna try something and it might be yeah the take you use it might be the funniest stuff or it might make you go i'm so glad we have what we have yeah <laughs> like, i just i just want to <laughs> do you feel like you've gotten some some bad advice in this career absolutely that you'd be willing to share absolutely Great. when i <laughs> i first when i first started out i didn't know where to go so i was still living in bakersfield and i decided to do one of those um talent agent you know like uh uh where they reach out to you where mm. they're like hey model and talent agent search um here in bakersfield <laughs> get seen <laughs> by the the greatest casting directors in los angeles hollywood so i was like okay I did that and realized right away, like the, the, the acting teachers had no idea what they were talking about. Because uh, one of them, this is my favorite advice. I swear to God, this is real. His name was Pete. I won't say his last name, but he was an acting coach who instructed me to feel the emotion from my butt. He was like, if, if like you're in a tense situation, your body tenses up. Like it's just natural that you're you physically tense up. So to draw on those emotions, tense your body up and start from the bottom and then work your way up. 
And I was like, like our toes? And he was like, no, like clench your, your butt cheeks together and, and then make that clench go throughout your stomach, your chest, until you feel it in your throat. And I was like, are you telling me to clench my butt cheeks together right now during this Subway fake audition? And he was like, yeah. And the whole class did it. He filmed us doing it. And then we watched ourselves clenching our butts in the face, you know, our facial reactions to clenching our butts. And that was my first acting class. I'm surprised I kept going. But it it was probably because I was laughing through that going like what are we yeah what are we doing <laughs> that is yeah oh my god that always just feels like in a way it was like was that you from the future just <laughs> fucking with yourself but yeah yeah you're gonna it's acting it's acting 101 you gotta start with the butt clench the butt and all the emotions come from there like oh god that's i have a hard time with certain types of acting classes because stuff like that happens and you just want to go can we at least pause and like laugh can yeah we, like we'll do yeah. it but can we just have a moment to like sit in the reality of like it's a little silly it's a bit silly instead it's always like no no this is this is what you got to do and like you said for like this these this fake subway commercial like why am i why am i intense in the subway what's going on <laughs> the reason why i remember the subway commercial is because then he played the actual commercial that we were reading the script from and he was he booked it so it was his commercial I swear to God, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Just in case you didn't think I was a working actor. (laughs) (laughs) I got this because I squeezed my butt so hard I exploded. (laughs) You could see it. Like, are you supposed to watch that and go like, oh, that's when he squeezed. That's when he squeezed. Okay, that's that's how you get it. There it is. There it is. Uh I was gonna ask some people, uh, 10 years from now what would what would future marcus advice be to current day marcus probably the same advice i give my morning just like to slow down enjoy the day enjoy that moment mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i've always had a problem with that just because like we talked about you know you do this this and this it should equal this but but i also found that to be to kind of to be kind of true just because the more i created even though like the stuff that i created like 10 years ago that's still creeping back up into the stuff that i'm creating now like even as like a pitch sometimes it just turns into something that creates a connection with uh, somebody that i need to have a connection with and mm-hmm. then we we start working on something else different or we start developing that project yeah it's just that would be my advice yeah stay in it man stay in it yeah i do find that like it's all beneficial like all the all the things you've done all the little things you you worked and created come back into play in some respect or it's just you know it's like the rest where you're just like oh because i've written x number of scripts and sketches i know i can write a script and a sketch you know it just becomes the confidence builder yeah or being in that in that room with other writers and you know, you're like, well, I'm not as skilled as these people are. And then you, you hear they, they've only finished one script or two or whatever. And you're like, oh, I've done that. So I guess, yeah. I guess we're on the same playing field. Yeah. It's just that voice in your head, man. Mm-hmm. Or our, our own worst enemy. Well, speaking of worst enemies, this is the time in the podcast when um, insult comic Raz Clifford comes out to, to take the oh, guest yeah. down a peg. So. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> 
So let's go ahead and, and bring out Raz. Here we go. What oh, up, Raz? Oh, hey, folks. Oh, goody, Marcus Ray. Oh, yay. Daniel really knows how to pick guests I fucking hate. Oh, God, this, <laughs> this is going to be hell. Okay, listeners, if you're like me, then you've noticed how Marcus isn't very good. Anyone yeah. else? You picked up on that? Good. What can yeah. it be said about Marcus that hasn't already been said about COVID? He keeps <laughs> popping up places, and it seems like we'll never get rid of him. He's endemic. Oh, God. And Marcus, I've always been curious about this. Any relationship to, to Sting or Death or any other famous rays? <laughs> nice. Uh, no, I don't think so. Interesting. Look into it. Okay. Sorry. All right. How would you describe your sense of humor in one word? Great. Okay. All right. I would have gone, I would have gone with non-existent, but to each their own. Do hyphenated words count? Is that, I don't know. Hyphenated? Uh, well, this, this goes right into my next thing. This is perfect. <laughs> And it's, it's, I gotta say, it's Is pretty it a grammar. It's a grammar question. Yeah, exactly. I, Marcus, I gotta say, it's pretty remarkable that you've gotten so far in this business because according to my notes over here, you're, you're so unlikable and illiterate. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> and boom, you got Raz, you supreme dummy. Just please, if you ever see me on set, just walk the other way. I don't, I don't need anything. I don't, I already know there aren't sandwiches or lobster available. So don't try to pull one over on me. If we're on set, there might be, baby. Come no, on. I'm wise to you. All right, bye. Bye, Raz. Thanks for stopping by. That's it. That's it. Raz just, Raz comes in, brings the heat and then gets out. He doesn't stay for him if he gets some heat. Nope. He's, <laughs> he's been in the biz too long. <laughs> What's his rate? Because that was quick. Was yeah, like... it's really I'm I'm in deep debt. Yeah, yeah. And every Damn. time he every time he gets mad because he's just like it's always an audience of two people. It's something I hate. It's yeah. He's used to doing big <laughs> sold out shows, and he has to come on and just yeah. Just he's pretty way. he's pretty slick too because I I barely heard him, and he mm. was in and out in a flash. Like I didn't hear a door close or anything. Yeah, there was no footsteps. Yeah, he's silent he's he's a trained ninja raz assassin and he sounds just by his voice he sounds heavy i'll say that yeah he's he's got some heft to him for sure but he's he's you know he's quick he's quick on his feet all right i, I thought he was coming for more he is he is he gonna make another entrance later mm, probably not he's he's already he's already to his house <laughs> he's already um, <laughs> I'm looking up uh, how to spell non-existent, and it is not a hyphenated word. I, I didn't think it was. It worked in the Raz. You played right into Raz's hand. I could tell immediately by your your eyebrow raise yeah, when I said, oh, hyphenated words? As soon as I said that, lost your respect, <laughs> and your eyebrows went up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I immediately regretted it. You know how you can, like, feel the audience that that was my feel i felt yeah. the like uh-oh i've lost yeah. him i've lost him completely i got a question for you oh yeah why did you start the podcast few reasons one uh nothing was going on it was it's mid-pandemic it felt like okay i think i could do this i just have to get over the the fearful hurdle of learning something new of like okay can i edit can i figure out the websites and all that 
The other side of it, there's like, I guess two parts. One was like, it's kind of a nice way to, to see friends. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, you know, I love all these people I've been chatting with and this kind of becomes like a, oh, like, hey, here's a designated time. I try yep. to keep it as simple as possible. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to worry about how you look, just chat. And the third reason, I guess the bigger thing is I believe my, you know, kind of the whole point of the podcast that these people are incredibly talented and should yeah. be better known. And I look at it as like, I don't know how long I'll do it for, but like this, I hope to be a true time capsule for my friends to be like, wow, I'm doing all these things now. And they can actually go back and be like, oh man, X number of years ago, that's where I was at. And like, I just want to, I just want to pump up all my friends just because I think it's crazy how many talented, amazing and kind people I know that are truly, I feel like just like a booking away, a phone call away from yeah, like man. becoming, you know, almost famous to famous. And I'm just like, yeah, trust me. Like, I think in five, 10 years, people might look back, hopefully on the podcast, go, holy crap, look at this roster of, of yeah. talent. So that was the big, big kind of onus was like personal reasons of like, it's something to do. It helps me be creative. It lets me talk to my friends. But the bigger goal mission is kind of like, I feel this way about my friends and I want to yeah. put their names out there. That's dope, man. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Props. I like it. I like Thank all you. of it. Thank it's, you. It's great. It's great. And yeah, you are, you are there too, man. We always see each other at the same audition. Yeah. I, I remember like the first time, uh, one of the first times we were like just getting to know each other. I think you were walking up with Duvendek, Josh mm -hmm. Duvendek, and I was walking with Elliot. You know this story I'm going to say? I believe so. It was, yeah. <laughs> I, I was walking up with Elliot Schwartz and they're like hey this is daniel this is josh and and you said i feel like we're the bizarro versions of each other <laughs> and i i lost it because yeah who knows which one's the bizarro between me and you yes but we go we go in for the same roles mm -hmm. and and then i looked at josh and ellie and i was like yeah they're they're kind of the same dude. And I remember Elliot did not like that joke. He was not a fan of that joke. Oh my God, I remember. This was like early, this was like initially meeting kind of your crew and my crew. And yeah. I, to me, like, I agree with you. It's not me being like, you guys are the bizarro us. Like we're in the right universe. You're, it was like, I don't know who's <laughs> right. And I remember like hearing from you maybe and Josh and like, Oh, Elliot really didn't didn't like that. Didn't like being put in that category. And then like now Elliot and I are good friends, but like early on it took me a while to have to be like, yo, man, like you're not you're not a bizarre, Josh. You're your own person. You're like, <laughs> but you and you know, about it because yeah, I always see you at auditions and I'm just like, this is great. And it's nice no. because I feel like we've also just hit the point now where it's like I just don't have that side where I go like, oh, oh, great. I'm not going to get Marcus this year. Like, I'm just like, this is wonderful. I love seeing you because it's like, whichever direction Same. you go, I'm just like, you got a good person there. Like, Same. Yep. And I think we have like a similar look and it's, you know, we're both very funny, but similar kind of appro different approaches and styles to where I don't yeah. feel like, oh, Marcus is trying to do what I do. or I'm trying to do what Marcus does. Right. We're both in our own lanes and we're both, you know, successful at it. So I'm just like, yes, this is great. 
yeah, that's my jam, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any of those animosity feelings towards other actors that are that were going for the same role and shit. I don't have, I don't have, I do have people that I dislike just because, you know, I have worked with them before. So when I see them, I go, yeah, yeah I'm going to stay on this side of the lobby, but I'm never like active. No. And it's, but yeah. that's like a learned thing. It's like, oh, I know that person. I don't care for them. Not, oh no, they're going to, they're trying to get my job. It's like, well, they might get it and that's good on them. Like, you know, it's yeah. kind of, I try to always say like, there is plenty to go around. I also kind of like, if people who look like me start looking a lot, that just helps my category. And it starts to be like, Come oh, on, baby. <laughs> I'm looking for this. Now, inevitably, and if you haven't been, you will be, when you're a guest on a late night show, if you have a story you'd love to tell. The one that pops in my head is another acting class story. Took this uh, acting class in LA, and the first exercise we did was they took each of us, each student, and they placed them in front of the rest of the class. And the class, before we met them or talked to anybody, the first exercise was the class tells you what you look like you're going to play in, in acting. And at first I was like, oh, cool, this is going to be cool. And then I was like maybe third or fourth. I see it coming down the line and I'm like, oh, shit, what, they're gonna, <laughs> what are they going to say about me? And sure enough, I was like the only guy that looked like me in the class. And, Everybody was trying to be very polite when it was my turn, but it was basically like, you could play like the, the funny friend who's like, you know, maybe a gangbanger. <laughs> 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 or you could play like, you know, the cool sidekick that's, you know, illegal immigrant gardener or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was all like, like very nice things to to say something that was like, oh, yeah, I guess I would be playing that role in your eyes. <laughs> that, oh, that, that'd be my that'd be my late night story that would get no laughs. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would just be like, oh no. Or people would be like, well, why wouldn't you play that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess he doesn't have the range. I guess of a yeah. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I've heard so many of those classes where it's just like, you go up there and it's like, well, you got to know how the world sees you. And you just kind of like, yeah. I guess, but there's kind of better. Yeah. I'm aware. I own yeah. ears. I know. I see what, yeah. you know, what's out there on movies and TV, but it does put the students in this weird position. Like you said, like, it's so funny that I couch it with something nice. Like, Oh my God, you'd be like, you'd be like the nice one in the gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? You'd be the one that's questioning, like, the stabbing or the jumping of the, yeah. the guy? Yeah. You'd, you'd be the guy in the prison to get the guard. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the winner. You'd be the winner in this story. <laughs> you just, yeah. You're the hero. You're the hero. <laughs> Do you have any other any things coming up that the, the listeners should keep their ears and eyes peeled for? Nothing, man. There's nothing going on. What's happening? we're in one of those valleys yeah okay i got nothing no uh yeah really there's nothing popping off and coming down the pipeline but there's been plenty of those swing and misses okay i had a couple of those this year that made me feel like uh one day i was like "Ooh, i'm close and then the next day i go but i'm not there (laughs) i'm not there yet you're like you're packing your bag you're like going to the woods for a night 
<laughs> be back. Be back camping for the night. Seriously, everyone, it, it won't be long. He'll be popping up, and this will be a, a dated, dated moment yep. in the podcast. Uh, but thanks again for hopping on, Marcus. Always good to, thanks, to see you. Uh, and thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Daniel Acker, and this has been Almost Almost Famous. <laughs>